I mean, seriously, Al, what kind of cunt can't even turn up after he's told you that he's going to turn up at five o'clock to do a quote? No phone call, nothing. This sounds like a tradey frustration. Yeah. Got, um, got my trusty app, High Pages, and uh, put in there to that need some work done at, ho- at the house and uh, had four builders contact me and arranged two of them were supposed to come this afternoon. One's coming tomorrow. The other one I've put a bit of a pass on because I realised who it was. I wasn't interested. One of them supposed to be this afternoon. Nothing. Didn't turn up. No phone num- No phone call. No text. Nothing. Right, but the other bloke turned up. other bloke turned up, but... You know what it is, man. Builders get the slightest whiff of rain. I don't think it was anything to do with rain, man. I'd, even still, you'd still call and say, I'm not coming. No, man, he's down the pub. Yeah, fuck him. I, you know what? I hope he rings me and goes, oh, sorry I didn't make it. Can I come another time? Yeah, mate, yeah. I'm going to organise for him to come, and I'm not going to fucking be here. And then when he <laughs> rings me, I'll go, that's the kind of fucking bullshit I put up with you, you cunt. No, fuck off. I'm not interested. So much energy going into spite. Well, fuck the cunt. Like, it's bullshit. You fucking sit here. I rushed to get home f- from work. I get it. And yeah. the prick can't even fucking turn up. It's kind of bullshit. It's funny, isn't it? You almost accept that's par for the course for those kind of arrangements. It's pretty poor, though. You're right. Hell, I mean, it should be that hard to just send you a message. No, like in this day and age with texts and everything, like if you can't, haven't got the balls to ring someone and say to them, not coming, send them a fucking text message. Fuck. Yeah, you shouldn't be getting ghosted by tradies. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> well, especially if it's through an app, I assume you can leave some sort of feedback. Oh, don't worry, I will be. Oh, I shouldn't give you ideas, should I? No, it was already going to happen anyway. <laughs> this is how vendettas start. Oh. Sometimes, sometimes Somebody books me to go and do a fucking job, I always turn up and I always turn up early. Sometimes it's healthier just to let these things go, I think. Yeah, I go with a big thud after I smash the shit out of it. Well, let's go to something more positive then. Burger reports. I've got a bit of a burger report. Here we go. You're smiling already. What have you got? It seems to be becoming a habit now of going down to two smoking barrels of a Friday for lunch. They always seem to put on a pretty good lunch special. I thought we'd arrange that next time you were going there, I was going to get an invite. Oh, truly? Yeah, we did discuss this. But anyway, that's fine. Next Friday, maybe. Is that worse than the tradie ghosting you? It's probably a little bit worse because... Supposed to be my friend and stuff, but you know. I, I feel guilty now. Yeah, good. <laughs> anyway, well, like I said, it's become a bit of a habit. So I can't do next one anyway. I'm working. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Well, I probably could go before. Actually, no. I know what time you go to lunch. Yeah, I could go definitely before. Fucking stupid cunt. Didn't turn the phone off. <laughs> um, but they had a bit of um, like slow, slow smoke lamb. They had a lamb burger. Yeah, that was pretty dang good. Matt went for the um. The lamb and veggie hot dog with onion and gravy on it. That looked pretty sweet too. A lamb and... What? A lamb and gravy hot dog? A lamb and roasted veg hot dog. So is it like a sausage style? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then it was on a bed of mushy peas and then had onion and gravy oh, on top. They can shove the onion. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty pretty decent looking too. Yeah, that sounds alright. So I think... Well, I don't think we've struck out yet there. Their, their lunch so specials have been With any solid. of the lamb stuff, they've mint with any of the lamb stuff? Yeah, so my burger had coleslaw, had feta, and had some sort of like a mint puree sort of thing. Yeah, I think they can stick the fucking feta up their ass. Uh, well, it's the most inoffensive cheese. It's, yeah, but it's just chalky and 
good quality feta. It's like I'm eating something I shouldn't be eating. Well, I guess when you look at cheese as a group, it kind of is kind of the leftovers from milk. Yeah. <laughs> when anyway. you think about it. Never mind the stuff they put in a cave to get mouldy. Can't imagine you're a fan of that stuff. Probably not, no. <laughs> I had some cheese once when I went to a wine and cheese. Um, well, it was just a wine tasting. They bought these cheese platter out for us because we were members of the winery. Does that, does that count as false advertising? Get this cheese out of here. I'm just... <laughs> no, no, no. No, don't. <laughs> and this one cheese, they were like, this is one of my most popular ones. And I was like, took one bite. It was like, uh, it's like I just ate sick. It was disgusting. Hopefully the wine was good then. Yeah, the wine was excellent. There you go. Anyway, so my burger report. Yeah, yeah. And this is going to sound very strange, but... Can't be worse than Costco burgers. For the first time this week, I had a Whopper from Hungry Jack's. Oh, the the famous Whopper. Yeah, I've never had one. Like, I go to Hungry Jack's. No, I'm not going to say often, but I go to Hungry Jack's you, a yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you, you really like their chips, don't you? Yeah, I'm a big fan of their chips. But you've never had a Whopper? No, I've always done the bacon deluxe burger. It's like saying you've never had a Big Mac. I oh, know it's weird. So I, I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment at Hungry Jack's this week. <laughs> so I got a, um, a ultimate Whopper burger. What the hell is that? Two patties, um, bacon. Right. I think that's pretty much the only extra bit. So you've gone to jump in the deep with end. cheese. So just the standard Whopper wasn't. Well, I, I mean, I just assumed it was going to be like going to Mac Macca's when you get a Big Mac. It's not actually that big. You could destroy two of them easily. But. Right. So I just thought, you know, I'll get that. And I'll, and I, because I'm always about doubling down on the burgers. When I go to, well, when I go to places like that, like McDonald's or whatever, the burgers are never that big. They're not quite big enough. I know what you mean, yeah. So I usually get an extra burger and I'll go small on the meal because I don't want. A lot of chips, so just get a couple, a little bit of a taste, Stick and I'm to good. The burgers, yeah. And uh, so yeah, I went the extra long chicken classic burger, and, a, <laughs> and, oh. a, and the double double whopper <laughs> deluxe. And I didn't. Eat, I just ate the chicken burger, thought nothing of it, demolished the chips, so, opened up this, yeah. opened up the box for the whopper, and I'm like, what the fuck? This thing is massive. You must have seen other people eat a whopper. Never before. taken any notice of it. Well, they're not. They're not. Promising something they can't deliver with. No, them. well, it, I'll tell you what, Maccas needs to up their fucking game. I'm telling you that much because they're <laughs> even their quarter pounders are like a piss weak cheeseburger compared to this thing. It was the bomb. It right. near de it near destroyed me, but I didn't let it win. I still ate both burgers. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and my chips. I just watched you eat dinner as well, and you didn't waste any time on that either. No, I'm all about smashing it as quickly as possible. Man. I got, I got, I ain't got time for that. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people, I think, do reckon that the, the I keep on wanting to say Burger King, the Hungry Jack's burgers, they do pretty good for what it is. The burgers are better at Hungry Jack's. Yeah. They, you know, it, it, I, I've got to agree with them. <laughs> um, I, I saw a crazy burger story during the week. There was a, a Dairy Queen restaurant in the States, so they fast food chain, basically. Yep. Um, actually got investigated to see if they had any human meat in their burgers. <laughs> I, d I think I saw the headlines. This. I didn't read it. I was like, yeah, this is going to be one of those shitty news stories that you click on and it's not actually as good as what the headlines... It, it, it seems really strange because it got to the point where they had to put out an official corporate statement saying, yeah, no, seriously, we only use beef in our burgers. Didn't, didn't say human flesh in that, but 
try to reinforce that. How how would you even get human flesh into the burger? Like, what do they? Well, that's kind that's of the weird. crazy thing. It's not like they're going to make the patties on premises at all. It gets delivered in frozen patties. If it's anything like Macca's, I, I did time at Macca's when I was a teenager. Yep. Just come in a twenty kilo box full of frozen meat patties, right? Right. So it was. I think it was. It was. It must have been like a urban legend or rumor that just elevated to the point where the you know the federal agency that's going to like checking on food quality actually did some tests and re- had a press release saying. No, no, all good. They're not, you know, you're not cannibalizing people. Good job, guys. Thumbs up. You know what? I'm, <laughs> it's just really bizarre. I'm intrigued to see what their burgers are like. And I, I, do you know what? Part of me would have wanted to taste it if it had a little bit of human meat. <laughs> it's like uh, old, old, old mate Stallone in um, that fi- that film, the fucking uh, Demolition Man. He's he's desperate to get a burger. Dennis Leary serves him up a burger in the sewers. And they're like Sandra Bullock's like, do you see any cows around here, mate? What do you reckon that's made of? And he like dawns on him that it's made from rat. Doesn't care. No fucks given. Tastes that good. He's had to eat bullshit food ever since he's been thought out. Yeah, I'd smash a rat burger if it looked that good. That <laughs> burger looked all right actually in Demolition Man. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He was loving it. Yeah. He's up. Anything got a silent mode? It's, that's my other fucking phone. How many phones do you have, son? I have two. <laughs> um, lost my train of thought now. Sorry. Podcast ruined. No, no. Well, th- thanks for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> you reminded me of um, an incident that happened not far from here, down in Warrawong. We used to go quite regularly to a, a local pub to have oh. wood-fired pizza. Yeah, I know the story. So it's a great that's story. That's why I saw it. <laughs> it's a great story. I don't know if it's a great story, but... You know, I'll tell it. It's it's on it's on theme. Um, are you going to name and shame, or are you just going to say place in Warrawong? My my intent is to go back and suss them out. Oh my god! All right, carry on with your story, and then people realise why it's so mental that you're going to go and try go back there. But anyway, well, we were going there basically once a week. Wait, let's clarify: we, as in not me and you. Sorry, you and yeah, your work was, buddies. It was a work lunch because it's really close to work. Uh, it was always a pretty good Friday lunch. I've never even been in the joint, but anyway. It's one of those skeevy pubs that's sort of like one half with all the pokies and the TAB and stuff's a bit dicey, but they had a pretty decent little bistro on the side Yep. with a wood-fired pizza, which it's, is it, great. And it's right next door to my barber that smashes your haircut out in seven <laughs> minutes, but yeah. Um, it's turning into like a Where's Waldo, Where in the World's Come in San Diego, people will figure out from the clues. Yep. Um, and we were going there for quite a while and loving it. I had my favourite pizza eat the whole thing every time great then there's this fateful day we've ordered ordered the food you're ordering at the counter there and one of the people in the group has actually noticed that the chef who's got like a bald head he's working on a pizza right by the oven got a bit of a sweat on big plump bead of sweat just runs right down his forehead right down his nose and drips straight onto this pizza that he's preparing and it's just like this moment of just terror you realize that all these pizzas could be tainted so that was pretty much the last time i had a pizza there i think after some soul searching sweat or not that pizza was probably good enough to go back so it begs the question what <laughs> wouldn't you what wouldn't you put like if the pizza was that good would you still eat it if it had just a tiny molecule of piss on it well i think if you got down to the molecular level there's probably piss on everything 
All right, well, just a drop of piss. So no, uh, no you, you said you're going to eat sweat. So let's. No, would you eat a pizza with piss on it? Well, here's the scenario: if you saw the chef use the bathroom, he didn't take, wash his hands. A piss, didn't wash his hands. That'd be a blacklist forever. That's but you're happy to put up with sweat. Sweat, especially fresh sweat, is relatively inoffensive. It's it's not that bad. And Dude, do you know? Remember that time we went and watched Jackass a movie, and it, oh, and I can put up, suit. I can put up with some rank shit. Like I like, but the sweatsuit that was right. the one that turned me, and I was like, Ugh. they got pressed into Ugh. a plastic, clear plastic suit, got him on the treadmill, and they're like cups and cups of dirty brown sweat water that they extracted and drank. It was horrible. But that's effectively what you're doing. See, a cup of sweat's probably a problem, but one... <laughs> no, it's, it's one, all it's One all drop a problem. of sweat on You're an entire pizza. fucking maniac. But I, uh, my, <laughs> after that happened, I was like, we, we can go back, guys. It's, it's fine. We'll just give him a bandana or something, like a, a sweatpant to put on. <laughs> That's how good the pizza was. No, I'm out. One drop of sweat. Don't, it doesn't matter, man. It's fucking disgusting. What I don't it? even like it when people fucking make my food without gloves on. What if it was your own sweat? Really? Oh, no. If it's my sweat, fucking I don't give a fuck. So really? You know, it does matter, man. It's disgusting. It's like when you go to fucking Bunnings and they fucking give you a, a sausage in a, in a roll. They just hand it to you with their dirty fucking hands. You're like, meh. Put your fucking gloves on. There's reasons why there's hygiene fucking laws that you fucking grub. Like all that fucking uh, yeah. shit that's under your fucking fingernails all over my fucking sausage. Now you dirty cunt. You say that, but you just handed me a block of chocolate with your... Human hands. Yeah, and I took a piss and didn't wash either. No, I'm joking. But... Hey. Hey. (laughs) Difference is, it's me and you. I would have eaten it if you'd have given it to me. But I don't know this fucking dirty prick down at fucking Bunnings, do I? (laughs) Most of those people are usually pretty nice. Jolly jolly fellows selling sausages. Yeah. This is Warrawong Bunnings we're talking about here. Well, that Bunnings isn't long for this world. Oh, well. They've got the new mega Bunnings happening down at... Unendera there. That's what happens when all the locals do with all their thieving at Bunnings. Yeah, it's an interesting um, theory. I could yeah. see how that would be a problem. Oh. I'll just have to walk a bit further. Uh, yeah, they'll have, have to steal a wheelbarrow to get all their shit home. Bring it back in an abandoned shopping trolley. So Bunnings have also got a policy. Did you know that if you haven't got your receipt, they still sort you out? Oh, for like a refund? Mm. Yeah, well... And even if you open the shit and it's destroyed the packet, they'll still take it back and give you your money back. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many people from Warawong are doing the thieving, going back there three weeks later and going, oh, bought this, is no good to me, can I get my money back? Ah, okay. Um, I I had a mate who was working at Bunnings while he was doing renovations on his his house. (laughs) Yeah. So he could have first dibs on the stuff they were pipping in the skip. Because all that stuff that gets returned. So he only got the job there to do that? More or less. I thought it'd be pretty hard to get a job at Bunnings. Uh, this is in Sydney, so you might have had a few to pick from. Yeah. Um, but all that stuff that gets returned, they they don't resell it. They just piff it. They just check it what off. A fucking waste. He got like a full on like reverse cycle air conditioner. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, you saying that it does. We Catherine bought a heap of chocolate to make a dish, like a, a dessert or something. Oh, was it those truffles? It, it, it was don't, don't forget about the truffles no no but she bought too way too much like five or six blocks of chocolate like a big blocks is this really a problem Dave? well decided to take them back right and they were like 
oh, we can take him back, but we'll just throw him in a bin. And Casimir's like, oh, what, in case you guys are sealed. Put, put razor blades in them or something? They're sealed chocolate bars. Yeah, well, policy, anything that gets brought back, it has to go in the bin. And Casimir's like, feeling so guilty about it, she's like, don't worry about it, and brought him back home. Yeah, you know what else? <laughs> I, I get suspicious in the supermarket when it's the last of something on the shelf. So say you want a, a tin of fucking sardines or whatever. If, if the sh- shelf's full of them, you don't even think about it. But if there's one little sardine can sitting by itself... You're checking it out to make sure there's that's, nothing wrong that's with it. sitting there by itself. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with that one? <laughs> Why is that one abandoned? Do you like just scoop it behind a heap of other shit and then go and call someone and go, oh, have you got any more of these at the back? <laughs> well, often you can sort of check the top shelf and you might have a few boxes... They've got. They've usually got shitloads of stuff out the back too. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like hoops or whatever. They hooplas. Seem like. Fucking hooplas. <laughs> but I don't know why that is. Why do you get sus on the lonely little I, I, I orphan don't. tin? It's you're a mental. Nah, I've talked to other people. They they've said the same thing. I get so like I don't usually buy stuff if the the container's damaged. Like if it's a, if it's got a dented oh, yeah, tin or that's, something. That's how you avoid dying of salmonella. That's. That's pretty basic stuff. Okay. But yeah, if you go on to get like the last little you know, chocolate milk, and it's and especially if it's not lined up straight, if it's like on an angle, like has someone touched that and put that back? <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit with deodorant, I always go for the, like I always try and reach the one at the back. Oh, they're fresher. Because, well... Or someone hasn't had a blast with it. Yeah, that's Because <laughs> you know that one's at the front, so he's gone, to see if I... If it, so it's already been used. I don't want a fucking used deodorant. Who are the Darrow's topping up the deodorant no, no. in the No, no, no. Well, I've, seen, I've actually seen people do it. But it's not just... Do it, but they just give them like a squirt in the air to see if they like it. Like a smell oh, of it. Like it's the department store and it's like the cosmetics counter. Yeah. <laughs> they go through You a, see it all the time, man. They go through a little walk. I used to do it too. And that was the other thing. I'd go, oh, I'll just try a new deodorant. I'd spray it in the air. Oh, yeah, I like that one. I'd put it back and then grab one from the back. <laughs> That's as nearly as bad as stealing stealing grapes. Ah, uh, yeah, I see people doing that all the time. Snapping off broccoli. Oh, fucking, fucking <laughs> you with your fucking broccoli. Oh man, so many people praise Country Grocer for being like good value, not good enough. It's good. Look, it's pretty good. I don't mind. I'll pay, I don't mind with Country Grocer. I'll pay because their stuffs, their broccoli is good good value and it's fresh and it's nice. We should see if there is actually a recipe for the stump. Well. My old dog that I used to have, he used to love it. He used to eat it. What kind of... Yeah, right. But my new dog, he takes it off you and he fucking runs around the back garden with it. He chews it up and then spits it out on the floor. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass to pick up. Whereas my old dog used to eat it. Chomp He'd it love down. it. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair so enough. Dogs do like broccoli and stuff like that. So. There you go. Just on the topic of food too, I noticed when we went down to Phillip Island, you were a bit of a bargain hunter in the... In the um, Petrol stations when oh, you were getting your your, stops. your co- iced milk, iced coffee milk and stuff like that. There's like five bucks for one and six dollars for two or some bullshit. Well, I think everyone knows and they're kind of prepared for the price on that stuff to be a ripoff when you go in, right? Like if you got to go to the server to buy milk, it's like twice what it costs I, in the supermarket. I, I, I'm not sure because I don't usually buy anything. I'm one of those tight asses that oh, just blinkers on. Definitely. I pay for my petrol and I get the fuck out. That's your normal fill up, but when you're on the, the road trip... Even then, I'm just like, fuck them. I know they're going to stiff me, so I'm not even interested. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad strategy, but I, I was... Like, what was the ad? The, the hang... Thirsty Hungry? Yeah. I was... Hangry. I, I love the flavoured milk. 
a bit of a dairy bandit. And yeah, it was it was bonkers. It was pretty much exactly what you said. Five dollars something for a single one, and then six dollars forty for two of them. It's yeah, mental. Like that's almost you don't have a choice. No, but I mean, it's just, I mean, it's them just trying to turn them over as quickly as possible so they don't get stuck with fucking out-of-date milk in the fridge and, and yeah. obviously the turnover, they can make more of a profit later on. Yeah, better than having a chuck it in the bin. But then John scored those um, lollies, two bags. One bag was five bucks, two bags was five fifty. Yeah. That's m- but again, you go to a supermarket, that same bag's like half the price for one. I think at the, the two-for-one price, it's probably pretty close oh yeah no well it's what the price should be because mm. i've got i've got strong arm well not strong arm but somebody tried to put the hard word on me today when i was i was driving back from the airport and i stopped in the petrol station i was fucking starving oh, so the yeah. first time in i would say the first time in probably uh well over a couple of years i've gone fuck it i'm gonna go and grab something to eat in the servo yep i've gone in i've grabbed my drink grabbed a sausage roll and i thought that'll do me just in and out and he's like Oh, if you get another snack, like it's thirty percent off. They do a discount when you. And like when he, the way you first said it, I was just like, so it'll be thirty percent off what I'm paying now if I get a snack as well. How good a fucking deal is that? No, no. But well, that's when I questioned him. <laughs> and I was like, do you mean thirty percent off overall? So it will end up costing me more than what it is now. And he's like, pretty much yeah. And I was like, now nah, I'm out. I'm not interested. I'll just stick with what I got. Thanks. But you'd have your extra snack. Don't give a that fuck. You didn't even want exactly, and don't need and. All the rest of it. So, anyway, it was just fucking servos, man, on the hustle. Yeah, yeah. I respect the game. And that kind of upsell, where you're already buying stuff, is probably not as bad as when you do just want to pay for petrol. And the guy's like, oh, do you want two bags of chips? Like, no. I'm... I've had that before when I've gone into a petrol station. Oh, we've got a specialist. Mate, mate, seriously, what the fuck? That's why now... I go to, I, most of the petrol stations I go to would pay at pump and I pay at the pump. <laughs> I don't even want to go in there. That's so any so sure. Oh, well, dude, I want to go in there and get strong armed for some bullshit. Oh, the little servo dude's probably in there with a tear in his eye. He was ready to have a chat. I do get worried though every time I'm using the pay at the pump that they, they think I'm a petrol, like I'm a petrol thief. Oh, when you drive off. Yeah, I'm always worried that the computer system's not going to link up properly and they're going to be on the phone. <laughs> oh, this bloke's just done a fucking runner. You get. A couple of k's down the road, and there's lights and sirens in your mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> why am I getting pulled over? You fucking stole petrol. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! Does it give you a receipt? I never ask for the receipt because I just don't want to waste the oh, paper. You are floating with a night. I've got an account. I've got an account with Caltech, so I could just go. Fucking here we go. You just flash the uh, star card. Yeah, I've just paid with my star card. It's like the VIP. Oh well, it actually <laughs> kind of is because the pet- you know the 24 hour petrol stations once it gets past like 10 o'clock at night you got to prepay it you got to prepay it's yeah. shut up and you've got to like do it all through a little gap in the <laughs> <Yes>. window <laughs> and if you ask for your chocolate milk it ain't fitting through that gap anyway if you flash your star card from the pump they just turn the pump on mate and let you go f- uh, fill up that's so li- it is a bit VIP living like a king because <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me once I pulled into the one up here in Warong and I'm just like you need to prepay. And I've walked out and I was like, mate, I don't know how much fucking petrol I'm putting in here. I said, I've got an account with you guys. Oh, well, in that case, next time, just just flash the card and uh, we'll just what? turn the pumps on for you. I was like, oh, sweet. And I've never been back since at that time. <laughs> Something um, unexpected that we came across in the States when we were doing our coast-to-coast RV trip was in different states, they have kind of different um, procedures at the fuel stations. Yeah. And there are a number of states where you have to prepay every time, all the time. Yeah. And because we're sort of touristing it up, we've just got cash. 
So you'd have to go in, give them a hundred bucks or whatever it is, fill up the RV, and go back in and get your freaking change. Yeah, it was the most archaic system. Yeah, I guess they got a lot of theft. Um, must be the, what the reason is, I, I gather. Oh, no doubt, but what a pain in the ass. Did you ever go to one where if you get a certain amount of gallons of fuel, you get a free hot dog? I don't think we got free anything. Like on Super Troopers. And he's, <laughs> and he's like a gallon and a half short, so he just puts the... Pours puts it on it, the floor. <laughs> pours it straight in the bins just so he can get his free hot dog. Which <laughs> would have cost him more in petrol than the fucking hot dog would have cost him. And that's the mentality of some people. That's, that's how you end up buying two giant flavoured fucking coffee milks. Like you did. <laughs> exactly. You got sucked in. Got friggin' snapped. Well, also, I imagine if you're a cop a la Super Troopers, you're not paying for the petrol anyway, so... Well, he was doing it in his own private car. Even even better. <laughs> fill, fill enough on the company card. That's that's a bit of an Australian tradition as well, right? Oh, sorry, mate. I'm sorry about that, listeners. I've uh, got a upset four-month-old. Cranky little baby. Anyway, back to uh, what we were saying about the servos trying to pull every dollar out of your fucking pocket when you get your petrol. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently they don't actually make that much cash on the fuel. That the the snacks and everything is where the, they make the money. Apparently. I reckon this is one of those little sob stories that somebody's tried to leak out because what gets me is the <laughs> price fluctuates so much. And mm. it's not like they've just gotten a new batch of fuel and then the price has gone up because that's the batch of fuel that they've paid. They chuck that like it's bullshit. But that's to do with supply and demand as well, right? If they're starting to run low on fuel, they'll bring the price up because they know they don't want to run out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's quite even that... I just, yeah, whatever. I don't know, man. I think the petrol and oil industry is a bit, a bit dodge. Yeah, well, I know it's a common frustration that people feel, but I mean, diesel's one that pisses me off. It's less refined than petrol. Not by much. By a fucking lot enough, <laughs> enough that it shouldn't be more expensive than what petrol is. I, I'm not a petrochemical engineer. I don't know. Well. I know enough about oils and fuels to tell you that there's no way diesel should be more expensive than petrol because it costs more to produce petrol than it does diesel. I feel like that needs a fact check. I'm not saying you're wrong. I hope a listener can I'm, prove me wrong, but I, I'm curious to know. One of my one of my customers used to work for Caltex and and said exactly the same thing to me. Well, see if this podcast becomes popular enough, we might actually become influencers. We might get Caltex paying us to say good things about them. The problem. With that, always we need to have more than twelve listens per episode. <laughs> give it, give it time. Give yeah. it time. People, people need to put the word out. Let's, let's just all you listeners out there, you need to start sharing this with your friends, and you need to start telling people have a listen and sharing the Facebook page. Like, you, you know come on, come on, guys. You know it's, what's funny about this appeal? What? It's pretty much the same thing the guys in the survey is doing. You, <laughs> yeah, but this <laughs> please, is free. Please. This is fucking free. And all we're asking in return for your free entertainment is to just pass it on to everyone else that you know. Just tell them, have a listen. There's this fucking whinging pom and the fucking someone else just talking bullshit. Hairy man. Yep. Hairy bearded freak. <laughs> man, I don't know if I want to be an influencer. What? I've, I've seen some stories this week and it's a fucking bunch of stooges, man. Yeah, I don't really know what an influencer is, to be perfectly honest with you. Is it just somebody that just tries to get people to go to a certain place by telling them how good it is? 
I think essentially what it is, once you rack up a certain number of followers on a social media platform, like Instagram is yeah. probably like the the epicenter of this trend. Is this how people earn money from Instagram? Yeah. So if you have a few hundred thousand followers, all of a sudden you can start doing deals to start featuring products or brands and right. all that sort of, and it's never very subtle. Like these, the whole thing, I don't even know if it works. Like if you see some dude on Instagram chugging a particular brand of beer, are you running out to buy it? I mean, are people I that- I'm not even on Instagram. Hypothetical person. No. Are they that impressionable? Dude, I won't even go into a fucking petrol station to pay for my petrol. So what are the chances of me going and buying something just because some chump said- Right, but it's just another form of advertising. Um, they try and pull it off so it looks like it's not advertising. Yeah, I, I guess I know what it is. It's just it's the same as like sports people all of a sudden suddenly wear beats for sorry, <laughs> yawning. Yawn. Um, so it's like those sports people that all of a sudden they're all starting to wear beats by Dre, Dre, and then the next thing you know they're the biggest headphone. Well, yeah, that sort of thing. That that's kind of almost the inverse where. Beats were crafty enough to know if we get these athletes and celebrities a set of free headphones and they wear them, then that increases our brand image. Yeah. So. But they just came to nearly everyone, didn't they? That was a problem. Well, <laughs> at least an athlete is doing something. These Instagram influencers, they just take photos of themselves doing dumb shit. Yeah, but they've got millions of people looking at it. So photos. to give you an example, there was one that kind of got caught out this week, called out for faking some shit. What, what it was was like a little narrative, like a little story about how she's gone out for a motorbike ride and then she's crashed her motorbike and there's like photos of her like lying in the gutter after this alleged motorbike accident. That didn't happen, let me guess? The only problem is, right, this photograph is perfectly staged, perfectly photographed. You've got the chick, she basically looks like a model. The dude helping her looks like a model. And right in the middle of the whole scene... There's a couple of bottles of like drink, label out, facing the camera, all set up and staged. What? It is the most phony shit you've ever seen. Why would... And it made me so angry. Why would you advertise something in a bike accident? That's so bizarre. So obviously the way she frames these Instagram stories is like, this, little, this is what's really happening in my life. La la la. It's not happening. Right? <laughs> and it was just the dumbest shit and oh, there was another one oh, what was she doing oh she got called out because she's more like going to different travel destinations right and you know she's like sitting by the beach in the bikini and there's like this particular pattern of clouds in the background but then the next photo has like the same pattern of clouds and the next and the next and the next so someone noticed that photoshopped yeah they're putting in like a fake sky and like what is this phony bullshit why would you even bother yeah, why not right. just use a real photo and this is the world of the influencer, right? They're not actually contributing anything of value, but they're like getting hooked up for it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that sort of stuff does piss me off. I mean, but in saying that, I did have delusions of grandeur that, you know, we start this podcast, we get hundreds of thousands of listeners. Give a couple of weeks, we'll be taking on Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. And we'd be like getting some adverts coming in and, you know. Flog, flog mushroom coffee I mean, or whatever the fuck he does. I mean, what are we, 13 <laughs> episodes in? I don't know, whatever, however many episodes yeah, we're in. Yeah, but your old mate Joe Rogan's up to like his 1400th episode. Yeah, but how many how many millions of people listen to him? Oh, dude, we, we totally missed the boat on this podcasting deal. Yeah, we should have started back when Ricky Gervais was... <laughs> mate, 
we're way behind the, we that's that's why we can't be influencers i, I really think we're we need to start getting some guests some like some influencing guests come in and then they can like advertise it on their facebook platform and say oh i was on an episode of why are they going to help us we have to give them them cash well let, let them let them plug something they might be doing i mean yeah. i'm thinking you know we could get someone in here that you know what? I mean, you know who I'm talking about, who does some sort of comedy sort of stuff, maybe, and they, you know, have shows or whatever, and they could come in and maybe plug their show and <laughs> share our stuff on their you stuff, and know. we share his stuff on our stuff. You know, bit of bit of give and take. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I can't, I can't wait till we get some graft out of this. <laughs> give me the cash. Doesn't even need to be money. No, I know. Like free beer coaster. It's cost us. Cost us a fortune so far. Well, not a fortune, but it's cost us microphones and. Well, you had the good idea that you could rent this space out for other aspiring. Podcasters. Yeah, then I thought about it. I don't want no stanking ass motherfuckers in my fucking office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? We, this, I mean, it's probably not the best studio to be honest with you. It's a bit echoey and probably not the best sounding. But I know of people in the states that have done heaps of podcasts and they've got heaps of followers the next thing you know they've opened up a podcasting studio and they teach people how to make podcasts See, and that's that's crafty as heck because you look at stuff like it's, it's kind of like the uh the podcasting is like a digital gold rush in a sense yeah and you go back and look at those periods in history all, all these people going out to dig holes and dig up gold most of them didn't make shit right yeah but the dude in town who's selling like the wheelbarrows the pickaxes and the shit yeah showing you how to do it He's making the cash. Yeah, exactly. So you become yeah the, the podcast enabler. Yeah, charge the charge the fee there, and then. But we see the problem is we need to we need to get a big enough listener base, establish some credentials, so we can just go. You know what? I, I'm happy for a small fee to show you how to make a podcast. Yeah, you kind of have to prove that it works. <laughs> yeah, at this point, nobody nobody's going to want my advice or your advice because we ain't shit. Maybe we need that Instagram account and take some um, stage photos. Maybe. Oh God! Like I said, man, I reckon, I reckon, a bit of give and take from some other people, some guests. I reckon that's the way to do it. Yeah, well, that's, people that's, have got a big following on Facebook, or you know, that's like, yeah, you're starting to form a symbiosis, I guess, where you sort of help each other out. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what the future holds? That's right. Again, it feels like it's early days. Yeah, but you know, especially when you're punching them out week by week, you got to think big. Because I think there's definitely kind of different types of podcasts obviously there's ones where people actually do research and put some work in i mean i did research i went and bought a whopper we... i bought a whopper <laughs> <laughs> nearly had a fucking heart attack from eating two burgers but you know you know people out there solving true crimes and all that sort of stuff we did have that lead for the um the funny money at the servo yeah but i mean i mean we, we should have we should have had a look to see if there was some sort of uh some reward for but it wasn't even a lead because you don't even know what server it was, do you? Oh, I'd be able to find out. We could we could do a stakeout for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not close to the idea of, of we'll find out which which server it is and we will record the stakeout. <laughs> Hiding in the bushes. <laughs> It'd be fucking Nothing funny. Yeah. Man, you're worried about getting arrested for mistakenly stealing petrol. That's that's stuff that's gonna get us in the slammer. What? Hiding in the bushes with recording. No, I'm not. No, I didn't mean to hide in the bush. But you just sit there in the car and just wait till this dude rocks up and go in there and like, busted motherfucker. (laughs) 
I have a really vivid memory one time of when I was a teenager. I'd gone around to my nana's place. Mum had run inside to grab a few things. I was just waiting in the car, just sitting in the passenger seat. Yep. And one of the neighbours came out and came over to the car and was like, what are you doing? Are you a cop? What are you, why are you sitting outside my house? To you? Yeah. You, How old were you? Like 16 or 17. Oh yeah, because they're recruiting people straight out of kindy. Yeah, sitting what in, the fuck? Sitting in my mum's station wagon. In the back seat? Front passenger seat. Oh, okay, yeah. Well. And like, he's obviously some sort of... Meth head. Something like that. Crack addict. <laughs> he's like paranoid as hell. And I'm like, nah, dude. And he, uh, he tweaked. He's like, oh yeah, this yeah, this is not a cop car. Yeah, because you're only 16. <laughs> this isn't some sort of elaborate police sting. <laughs> Park in front of a house. Fucking idiot. I mean, is it a law? If you've got, a, if you ask somebody if they're a police officer, they have to say they are? Is they're undercover? I think that's thoroughly been myth busted. Is it? don't think that's a thing. Uh-huh. In fact, when it comes to police interrogations, they're 100% allowed to deceive and lie. I thought that was called entrapment. Entrapment's different. That's where you induce someone to commit a crime they wouldn't normally do. So a good example might be, um, it's probably not exactly a crime, but if you pulled up next to the lights, next to someone at the lights, cop starts revving their engine, like egging you on for a, <laughs> for a street race. Yeah. That's kind of, your beginnings of what entrapment is kind of but lying to you i mean that's i mean that's kind of morally corrupt is it it's a basic in, interrogation technique it's bullshit so we, we talked many episodes ago about prisoners dilemmas where you've got two suspects separated and that's a classic example where they'd say mate we know what's happened dave told us everything you may as well come clean tell us everything that happened otherwise you're going down like he's already and that may not have happened at all I'm, I'm starting to get more and more of that the fact that I'm not not don't worry about that it's just an example <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's um, I, I agree there's definitely ethical questions around it but it's like I said common technique that they use and there's there's no nothing that prohibits that sort of approach yeah, I know. Oh, excuse me, fucking hell. And to, Struggle streets. To, to the point where that they could say, oh, okay, you're going to be charged with this. This is how long the sentence will be. None of that. No, nah, well, they don't know how long the sentence is. They don't get to decide that shit. Yeah, but you get you get a, a, a rube in the interrogation room. They'll crack. They'll be shitting their, brit, shitting their pants going, oh, that doesn't sound good. But... I, I think if if this, I ever if I, anything like this ever happens to me, I'm just gonna be like, "You'll never take me alive, you filthy copper!" <laughs> uh, you, you're missing your opportunity here, Dave. You said you wanted to dispense more Dave's tips. You you know what the tip is when you're getting banged up by the cops. Shut the fuck up. Hundred percent. Lawyer. I I respectfully decline to comment. Uh, I think that's the best thing you could say every time. I respectfully decline to comment. Yeah, until you have some sort of legal representation, it's you can only get yourself in trouble. You, you're not, not going to get yourself out of trouble. You can only make things worse. No comment. We count that as our second official Dave's tip. Second official Dave's tip. Don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up. Oh, man. I actually watched a video of these two lawyers um, in America, mm. and you could tell they were stoner lawyers because they were... 
What do you mean? Oh, uh, you'd have to watch a video. I'm sure people watch it, and it's, it's, it's like it's shut the fuck up Friday. If you ever get pulled over by the police, or you ever get busted for smoking weed or whatever, shut the fuck up. But you know why they harp on it, man? It's because people don't learn the lesson, and they get in serious trouble because they won't shut the fuck up. And it's not just your low-level, you know, drug dealer type dudes. It goes through to like your white-collar criminals who get questioned by the FBI. Yeah. That they have a genuine belief that they're smarter, can outwit an investigator from the FBI. They yeah. think they can lie their way out of it. Problem is, this might be the second or third time, maybe, that you've been in that type of situation. The dudes on the other side of the table, the investigators, they do this every friggin' day. Yeah, yeah exactly. You are so outmatched. Yep. That's why you need the lawyer. Yep. Because they know the game. Well, not well even need a lawyer, just need to shut the fuck up. Well, that's step one. Eventually, you're going to have to... Yeah, see, I, <laughs> I, I'm i not a big fan of fucking lawyers, man. They're just fucking expensive. <laughs> They're always fucking shady cunts, too. I, I guess the idea is if you know you're in some shit, then you don't really have a choice. Like, if you don't want to go to jail. I think at the point when they charge you, that's when you get a lawyer. I think it's just... Nah, I'm saying nothing. Because the cops, the lawyer's going to say the same, just don't say anything. Then, then if you have to go to the lawyer, then you can go there and go, well, here's a transcript of what happened. Right. Yeah, so force force them to, to charge you or release you. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't know if I should go into this story. <laughs> that's, uh, enough, that's enough advice for one night uh, from Dave. No, no, well, this wasn't advice. System. This wasn't advice. It was just uh, a comment that I overheard in a specific situation in a p- specific police station. <laughs> This guy got to gets arrested, and this is I heard this firsthand. Gets arrested, and he's in in the cell, and um, I think they were just going to let him go. That's right, they were letting him out for whatever reason. They were going to let him go, and they're giving him all his belongings back. And he goes, "Where's my knife?" Uh, you remember this, don't you? No, but they oh said, my goodness, they, "Where's my knife?" And they're like, "You can't have your knife back." You can't. And he's like, "Why?" And they're and he's, they're like, you didn't give us a good reason that you had a knife for. And he's like, I told you, I had a fucking perfectly good reason I had a knife. I used it for peeling. I was using it for peeling apples. And they're like, that's not a good enough reason to have a knife. And he's well, like, what, well, here's a, here's a better reason. What's, what's I've got it? it for stabbing cunts with. That's what he said to the cops. <laughs> and he goes, can I have my knife back now? And they're like, uh, no. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, I'm assuming this wasn't just like a little little Swiss Army knife or something. I don't know. I didn't see the knife. Because <laughs> I mean. Killing an apple's pretty legit. Apparently not legit enough for the police to let you have your knife back. I, I like to slice apples with a knife. Well, friggin out, don't get arrested. Outlaw Kelly over here. Yep. <laughs> oh, how ridiculous. Well, you probably get done for having just a Leatherman, right? Well, I mean, you could got good enough reason to have that, haven't you? Because it's a tool. Yeah, it's... but it's got, like, they've got locking blades. I don't understand why they're legal. You're not supposed to have locking blades. I don't know just done myself in are you sure I thought you could have a lock knife I thought it was a flick knife you couldn't have well the other one as well if you can open the knife with one hand that's dicey as well and you 100% can do that with what about if you just got a knife that's like permanently a knife then there's like a a size thing I think if it's a because what you're describing could be a fishing knife so it's in your tackle box you're probably okay but if it's tucked in the back of your Adidas track pants (laughs) fucking hell down some, your sock. Some <laughs> a twelve-inch fucking day. <laughs> a twelve-inch fucking diver's knife down uh, your sock. I just 
talking about the Adidas tracksuit made me think of a funny story. A guy at work was um, in a bad way, sort of um, health-wise, and had to go down to like the hospital, go into ER. Like, right. ER, the emergency room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's ER. <laughs> Casualty. Confusing. Um, but for whatever reason, he was wearing like matching red and uh, red uh, Adidas tracksuit. Yeah. And like looking dodgy as he's gone in there like in you know telling them he's in pain all that sort of stuff all that sort of red so flag. they're like back of the back of the waiting room red red flags of like some dude trying to score drugs yeah <laughs> but in the end like they sorted him out just fine so i'm like but why would you go basically looking like a drug dealer that is interesting <laughs> you say that have you noticed there's a standard attire for feral bogans Oh, yeah. yeah. So they've got Nike Air Max. Yeah, so like really loud sneakers. And they're either wearing tracksuit pants with one one side rolled up halfway up their shin. <laughs> uh, A fucking baseball cap that doesn't fit them properly. It's too big for their melon. That's right. It's always perched up high, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and they've done it like it's a snapback that's been done tight. up tight. Yeah. Sitting on the top of their shitty fucking haircut. And it's like always like a greasy undercut sort of thing going yeah. on. And a fucking man bag. Slung over the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. It's And it's not just Australia. This shit's everywhere because you can fucking pick them in any country. They're all the same, man. It's, it's bonkers though, isn't it? Like, why would you advertise that you're a suspect dude? don't know but it's funny when i'm walking down the street now see some dude wearing nike Air max straight straight away dismiss them as being a bogan cunt i don't want nothing to do with oh just on the shoes alone just on the shoes like you wearing nike Air max not interested savage. you're a fucking feral savage well i like to wear the nikes yeah nike's fine it's the nike Air max right. it's the specific type of nike it's the ones with all the bubbles down right down the front like yeah they might, they might just be a sneakerhead mate they might just be into the collecting the Dude, there's some better sneakers out there than that shit. <laughs> there might be some limited edition. Well, it's funny you bring that up too. Do you know? Have you heard of um, JB uh, JD Sports? They're only new to this no. country. They're a big. They're a big. Um, I think it's JD Sports. Anyway, there um, there seems to be a few of them propping up in um, in Sydney. It's just like sports apparel. Yeah, but because they're um, they they're called the sneaker king or whatever king of sneakers or whatever in the UK. Like a lot of the sneakers that you can get in the UK and the US, you can't get them out here. Like they're very limited with with sneakers in Australia, I've noticed. But I went to one of these JD places, and mate, they're on point with their sneakers. They got some really fucking decent stuff in there. They're a big selection of them. Well, if I ever start dealing drugs, I'll check it out. Why? Get my Nike Air Maxes. Oh, whatever. They didn't just have Nikes out of it. You have other brands. But I'm just saying, a lot of places that you go to. I don't. I don't like wearing joggers, man. Well, not. Well, you're fucking wearing Nikes, you spastic. That's the kind it's, of thing I'm talking about. Skate shoes, man. Yeah, well, they have that sort of stuff. It's the Jankowskis, mate. Ugh, whatever. Fucking suede Nikes. Natural rubber. <laughs> there goes my tile floor. <laughs> We're slowly morphing into the freaking fashion podcast now. Oh, I'm just... I don't feel qualified. <laughs> no, well, you're sitting here with a fucking 1950s Celtics fucking Celtics fucking jersey or some shit. You know I've got this one? It's Ray Allen's. So it's got Alan written on the back. It's got your name on it. <laughs> I did wonder why your name was on the back. I was like, is that custom? Ray Allen played there for a couple of years at the end of his career. Right. Okay. It's a good jersey, man. It was um, Jersey Day today, August 30th, in support of 
o- organ donation. Sorry, do you go to do you go to fucking school or some shit, or you go to work? No, that's why I was wearing it. They had a. I think Ray Hadley was promoting it. Oh, there's there's a reason not to do it. Oh, okay. Well, here's here's your community awareness. Fucking Ray Hadley, the fucking cunt. Oh, settle down. Um, it's it's a good cause, and a lot of people don't realise that. Um, to fully qualify as a, an organ donor, um, there's a national registry you have to sign on to. Yeah, just, I'm part of that. Yeah, so just ticking it on your driver's license isn't enough. Yeah. And further to that, they encourage you to talk to your um, immediate family about you know, your your intentions and beliefs around organ donation. So a lot of time, they're the ones that can influence the decision if you know they're switching off the life support. Yep. Doctors are keen to grab a lung or two. So I see, I see we're getting a bit lighter on subjects yet. Oh, it's important, man. Like, yeah, one one person's tragic death, untimely death, could save the lives of half a dozen other people. So, do you keep your donor card in your wallet? Yep. Yeah, my little green one. Um, I think they have different colour now, but yeah. I've well, got mine's it's old. I've had it for ages. Mine's, mine's a pinky maroni colour, I think. Um, I also set it up on my phone, where there's a little section there. I think on the iPhone you can put in your medical details um but also an important step of you know chatting to your wife chatting to your parents about it did you say that there's certain organs they can't no, have? just have it all yeah oh, they can't have my penis free thought i want to keep my penis it's bizarre <laughs> i'm joking man i'm fucking i'm trying to make light of this morbid <laughs> subject oh well bloody world world i don't know if it was world or just australian organ day get behind it well here's a hot here's hot tip you, number you know, two for the episode Get on the organ donor list. Don't well, be a selfish cunt. Don't be a selfish cunt. Get your organs on the donor. Probably a good thing to think about when you ride motorbikes. But I'm wondering <laughs> whether or not they'll actually take my organs because they won't take my fucking blood. Try and, I've tried to donate blood multiple times. They won't take it. Why is that? Because I've, I've been in the UK uh, between cow. certain diseases. So yeah. there's a chance I'll have Kreutzfeldt-Jakoff disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd probably knock back the organs as well then. Oh, they take stuff like the corneas out of your eyeballs. Oh, my fucking eyeballs. Cornea transplants a legit thing. Um, but yeah, I'd say anything with like organs, tissues, all that sort of stuff might not be. The thing is, so this it's, is it's this, this is cropped up. This is actually a serious subject now. This is actually cropped up. Mm-hmm. A few years back, my ex-wife, a relation to my ex-wife, was dying of cancer, right? And she needed a bone marrow transplant. And they couldn't find anybody to donate and would have saved a life. I would offered to get tested to see if she could take it. Sure. They refused to take it. Now. So they wouldn't even do the test? Wouldn't even do the test because of, there's no point because they wouldn't let me donate. Now, question to you. Mm. If you were dying of cancer, terminal cancer. Fuck, you wouldn't complain, would you? Would you take the risk of having something that might not pop up in your system for 20 odd years down the track and live for an extra 20 years? Or would you just go, oh, fuck it, I'm going to die in two weeks? No, I think you'd try whatever you could, right? Exactly. They should have given her the fucking chance to say yes or no, I'll take it, instead of just going, no, we won't even allow you allow it to happen. What the heck? Wow. How did Siri pick up anything I just said? I should have given her the fucking chance. I don't know how to respond to that. Siri says. <laughs> Just picked up that from voice anyway. Even Siri agrees. Yeah. Take the marrow. So, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. It's a pretty fucked up story, actually. Yeah, person died. Anyway, tried to do my bit. Couldn't. Yeah. 
Well, they won't take my blood anymore either. That's because you're disease-ridden, isn't it? Bad blood. Bad blood. Protein S deficiency. Prone to clotting. Is that like a gene deficiency? <laughs> I guess it is in a way. Is that why you got a ginger beard? Yeah, all these all these uh, dodgy dodgy genetics. I saw my brother in a couple of um, Facebook posts last weekend. His beard's looking a bit orange now. So it is a bit of a family curse, I think. There we go. <laughs> it's funny, um, Dad's travelling overseas at the moment, just um, left Iceland, sort of going back to sort of... Is that, is, Iceland's not... Uh, it's Greenland, isn't it, that Trump said he was going to buy? <laughs> yeah. <fuck laughs> yeah. Uh, well, ironically, Greenland is the icy one, and Iceland's actually quite green and verdant. Right. It's a bit weird. You don't know what verdant means, do you? Is it like rodents? I already told I'm you. Joking. This. I don't know what verdant is. It's like green and lush. Ver- verde is. Well, why don't you say that? Why do you have to use some fucking stupid word that nobody knows what you're talking read, about? Read a book, man. I've read books. <laughs> read, read books for adults. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he had a mad Santa Santa Claus beard going, a big white bushy one. Right. And he shaved it off. I was devastated. He's going to one of my cousin's weddings in Spain, so I think he's got to spruce himself up a bit. Right. That brings me to a subject then. Going to... What? Spain? Well, a wedding in Spain. Are they, now, are they, do they live in Spain? He, he's or have they just gone to Spain to get married? No, no, he, he's marrying a Spanish girl. Right, well, that's fair enough. But what pisses me off... Apparently they party for like four days straight. It sounds mad. Yeah, they probably just release the bulls and get gored and all sorts Mate, of stuff. They're probably going to eat the bulls. <laughs> so, what annoys me is people that do the destination weddings. Ah, oh, yeah. It's contentious, I agree. My personal opinion is fucking selfish bullshit. Because, let's, let's, def- let's, let's, let's be honest, you go to a normal wedding <laughs> and your wedding gift, you know, for most people... You know, is 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 envelope full of five dollar notes. Well, you kind of you kind of pay, you kind of pay out what you think your meal would have cost, and that sort of covers that's it. That's not how gifts work, Dave. Well, that's generally what I've found <laughs> is what people give, except for tight asses. Then there's these pricks that go, "Oh, we're going to go to fucking Thailand or Phuket or sure. Well, Phuket isn't Thailand, but you you know, going to go overseas for our wedding. We want you to come." And then you've got to fork out a couple of grand just to fucking rock up to their wedding. Yeah, it's not then it. they're expecting a fucking gift on top of it. Do they though? Well, I'm telling you now. So this is for anybody that's a friend of mine. If you're going to go on holiday for a wedding, good luck. I ain't fucking coming because that's bullshit. I don't fucking want to go to this place that you're going on holiday. Otherwise, I'd have fucking been there in the first place, let alone go there just for your fucking wedding. What if they pick a place you want to visit? But it's bullshit. <laughs> like, the whole time you're there, you've got to hang around with them. You can't go and do what you want to fucking go and do. It's a, bu- it's a bullshit thing to do, I reckon. I'm so angry. How many of these weddings have you been invited to? None. Why but are you so angry about it? I'm not angry about it. I'm saying <laughs> that I think it's a very selfish thing to do, to just go, well, we're going to get married in Fiji. It's going to cost you two and a half. It's, it's happened. Actually, I have got invited to one. I refuse right. to go. I did get invited to one. Now I think about it. There you go. I refused to go, but so, my my so wife at the time she decided to go, and I went fucking mental because she wanted to spend all that fucking money to go. Because I was like, fuck that, and and those pricks that 
Right. Wanted us to go to that wedding. They turned up to our wedding and didn't even give us a fucking wedding gift. That's pretty rough. Exactly. And that's the kind of pricks you're fucking dealing with. Well, I've, I've been to a wedding in Fiji and it was great. Oh, happy happy days for you. Did you? Was it worth the money? I had a ball. Did you? Would you have Would you have gone on that holiday? Would you have spent that money on that holiday? That you would have. That was a good holiday. Brilliant. Fuck you, Alan. You're supposed to back me up on this stuff. You're supposed to be my fucking friend, mate. Um, there was a bit of chat about going back there for their tenth anniversary. Yeah. Um, That's think- their fucking anniversary. What the fuck do you need to go for it? I think it's just, it's just an excuse to get back to Fiji. It's mental. Go on your own fucking holiday. Don't drag everyone else in into it. <laughs> I think the the difference is that the inviting doesn't necessarily mean there's an expectation or assumption that you have to go. Like if if you're having that destination wedding, I don't think it would be reasonable for them to be upset if people couldn't make it. But that's the thing. If they did get upset and they're like, oh, it's pretty shit that he didn't come to my wedding. Yeah, they don't have any, any right. I mean, let's give you a good example. I'm on my third marriage and final marriage. And if somebody turned around and had this destination wedding, they were like, oh, it's fucking shit. He, I went to three of his weddings and he's not even going to come to mine. Let's just use that as an example. But I, don't, I, I don't, don't know. think they've got anywhere to fucking stand regardless because they, my weddings were all local. They didn't a, cost them anything to turn up there. What a stupid way to look at the world. You don't owe people a wedding like just because you went to someone. No, but I'm, no, I'm, I'm not saying you owe anybody a wedding, but what I'm trying to get at is uh, the expectation... Like, I just think it's rude. It's just like, well, basically, you can fund my holiday and my honeymoon. That's the way I feel that they're looking at it. Like, this is my cheap way of getting a fucking holiday in because it's cheaper for me to do a wedding in Fiji on the beach. It's going to cost me fuck all. And I get to go on my honeymoon. (laughs) And then everyone else can fucking pay a fortune to turn up to it. Whereas if I got married at home, I'd have to pay out for the wedding like everyone else fucking does. This is what I'm saying, though. You it's have... not my choice for you to get married. Don't yeah. fucking drag me can, into this shit. You can choose whether you go or you don't. Yeah. And if they if they judge you for your decision, then probably dickheads anyway. Probably not worth being friends with. Well, be warned. Because if you choose that destination wedding, you have to be prepared for that to happen. Yeah. You can't just expect. Oh, it. I'm, I'm I'm happy to come to your wedding if you're fucking paying for me to turn up there. Oh man. That's the way I look at it. I'm not the one choosing to get fucking married. Why has it got to come out of my end? Uh, so much for the uh, celebration of love and yeah, not my fucking love. not my not. I'm not interested, mate. <laughs> anyway, I hope I hope they have a good time over there at this this wedding. They've made the most of it. They've these, of... these are fictional characters at this point in time. What do you mean? Well, I'm just making. I'm just telling you. This, I'm just a pet peeve of mine. It's not. Oh no, back not... back back to my, my dad and his wife. Oh they, oh yeah, sorry yeah. They've they've made the best of it. They travelled through the US and Canada. Yeah. This stop at Iceland for dad's seventieth birthday. Yeah, cool. Celebrated out there. Middle of summer there, and it was like seventeen degrees or something. Colder than it is here. Yeah um, right. And yeah yeah, that final leg getting over to they're going through the UK. Whereabouts in Spain is the wedding? I think it's actually on Mallorca. Christopher Scase's old stomping ground. Yeah, it's um, Jorge Lorenzo's from there. There you go. Um, Your mate. But yeah, like, obviously, it's a big sort of uh, Spanish family and celebration that's that's in store. Yeah, right. It sounds pretty mega. Cool. I've been to Mallorca. Oh, there you go. A couple of times. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably going to be pretty nice this time of year, I assume. Um, in, in, the, in the sort of summer to autumn. Yeah, it would be in the th- good weather. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 
when when he gets back i'll I don't know. Does he deserve a present when he gets back? What for? <laughs> well, perspective, effectively, missed his seventieth, but he decided to. Well, that's be, not, be not your problem. He's. <laughs> I mean, how how far past his seventieth when he gets back? I mean, if it's more than three weeks, tough. Yeah, it'd be like more than a month. Yeah, missed it. It's too far gone by then. That's rough, man. Seventy is a pretty good milestone. Yeah, I'll get him a card. He's done all right. it. Just get my card, backdate it, put it through his letterbox and say, well, it got there on time. It's not my fault you weren't there. Envelope full of $5 notes. <laughs> I mean, if he can afford to go to Iceland, he doesn't need your $5 notes. Yeah, so you have, <laughs> I knew you'd have an opinion. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you, you asked me a specific question. Should you give him the $5 notes? No. I'll get him a Chris Rea CD or something. Chris Rea? Yeah, Damn. He's old, old school British singer. You can get him a beard comb. And that, that way you can hint back at him that you want him to grow his beard back. Let it get luscious again. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny if you did it for Christmas. It was proper Santa Claus style, getting pretty white. Yeah. Has, has he still got the stainless steel bench tops in the kitchen? Yeah. Maybe you should get him some, some stainless steel cleaner. He'd probably fucking love it. <laughs> get him like a buffer for his drill to polish it up. Get him some auto sole for his fucking kitchen. Well, <laughs> You're talking about sort of the uh, the passing of genes and you know that hereditary influence. Pretty much any of my sort of OCD tendencies, pretty much attributed to, to dad. It's pretty much all all from his side. Mm. So when it comes to like stacking a dishwasher or something like that, where it's like it's got to be the right way, hundred percent from from him. Yeah, and you know for better or worse, that's all right. Yeah. I've got no problems with that. <laughs> what, what sort of traits do you reckon you've taken from your father? Uh, well, from my father, probably nothing. Being a grumpy prick. Authoritarianism is probably... Yeah. Yeah, well, my dad was military. Yeah. In the military and... But... You run a pretty tight ship around the house. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think that's one of the things you start to realise the more you age, especially when you become a parent yourself, how much you do sort of... How you've picked up or modelled yourself on from your own parents. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm making a very conscious effort to not not um, treat my children the same way my parents treated me. Though. That's it. You're kind of selective. You want to take the best parts. Yeah. And try to, yeah, hopefully, yeah, avoid the other the other bits. Yeah, I mean, because one thing, I mean, a couple of things that I make sure I don't do is I was, if I've had no argument with my son. Sorry, well, fucking struggle street tonight. Smashing the yawns out. If I'm if I've had an argument or whatever with my son or whatever the case might be, I still always tell him before he goes to bed, "Love you, good night, see you in the morning," and just that's it. Once once things have been said, that's it. I end it there. I don't carry on with it. Sure. I'll, I'll have a yell and a shout, and that's it. that's it. It's all over, and it's I don't hold grudges where that's concerned. Whereas my parents used to fucking hold it. Yeah, a long time. Well, that's not good for anyone, is it? No, I can't remember once my mum or dad ever telling me they love me. That's so, it. Yeah, so I always Jeez. make sure I tell my son every time I speak to him on the phone, every time he goes to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right on. I was lucky enough to do a um, Father's Day activity with my kids at their school this morning. Oh yeah, they had a special sort of Father's Day thing where um, we went to their classrooms and. They did like a little questionnaire. Yep. Yeah, all the different stuff about your dad, like yeah, what his favourite food is and all that sort of stuff. That's yeah, cool. What did they say was your favourite food? Do they get it on? I want to see if they get it on point here. Yeah, hundred percent. Cheezels. Burgers. Okay, I would have answered <laughs> cheezels. Um, 
Or did I ruin that? Is it not, not your favourite food anymore? No, it's still up there. I've, I've bounced back. <laughs> for the listeners, I nearly ruined ruined <laughs> cheesels for life to Alan. I knew che- Alan was a cheesel freak, loves cheesels. And, uh, yeah, like every time at D&D and stuff like that. Anything, you'd always cheesels. And uh, Alan got sick. Yeah, so I was sort of stuck at home. So I made a bit of a care package up for Alan. I went up to Costco and as Costco <laughs> does, everything's in a kilo bag. Kilo bags of cheesels, so I bought him a few bags of cheesels, and I was I was so excited because it was this glorious giant box of cheesels. It was mad. It was so and so thoughtful as well. And uh, yeah, it, it destroyed him. Like he he came back to I, me like a week later. And he's like, I don't I don't want to eat cheesels ever again. <laughs> and it must be been a while since I've seen him eat a cheesel after that. I must admit, it, I think I near ruined him for him. <laughs> I, I I cracked it open and yeah, chomped away, chomped away. And just through the course of one day, just had, had had enough cheesels that I just didn't want to have them near me. Again. <laughs> so yeah, it's like pro- proving that idea of too much of a good thing, really. Yeah. Just like, I over overcame my weakened body. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny that happened though, because every time Catherine and I walk down that aisle, the cheesels are in at Costco. <laughs> we we'll go, should we get Alan a bag of cheesels? <laughs> we have a chuckle to ourselves. Oh man. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go a, pa- a bag of cheesels now. Yeah, but not just not a Costco size bag. See, look, I I forgave the cheesels. I can forgive the sweat pizza. I'll I'll give this stuff a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to forgive and forget. Yeah, see, I, when it comes to food, you one chance. Oh, you know what food you can't forgive though? Anything that gives you like food poisoning. Yeah. If something makes you that crook. It's, that's a tough comeback. The problem with that is if it's a one-off and you've been going there for ages and the food's the bomb and you get a get a bit chance. of squirts or you're feeling a bit crook all night, it's like... Mm. Yeah, so there's a local Italian restaurant I went to and got really crook off one of their pizzas. Yeah. And I've, I've been back there, but I just avoid the pizzas and stick to yeah. other dishes. Because I know sometimes when I've had German food, if I... If I have a few too many sausages, <laughs> it can set me off. I don't know if it's the sausages or too much sauerkraut, but I can I get a bit squirty. Yeah, well, the, the sausages you can get pretty spicy. Yeah, so that's, but that's not your forte. And I can sometimes spend a few hours in the bathroom afterwards. Uh, but I don't give a fuck. Those sausages are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, man. I reckon I'm gonna give these pizzas another shot. Yeah. I mean, it's been years. It's probably like... It's not, probably not even the same dude working exactly. in there. <laughs> or, you know, someone else got did you see that, sweat did, poisoning and... Did you see that sweat gutter that I commented on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, but it, it was like taking the sweat from the forehead, channeling it down the face, and it was just pouring out a spout in the front anyway. Oh, yeah, I wasn't commenting <laughs> on that. I knew... So it wasn't a solution. It would just make it worse. Well, it wasn't the pizza dude that I originally commented on it for. It was just like... How funny is this shit? And then when you said something about the pizza, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, who's, who's sweating that much? That oh, in the summer, man, I get I get pretty sweaty. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Well, it is what it is. Classic example of like just a crazy invention that someone's come up with. Oh yeah, I mean it's mental. Doesn't actually serve a purpose. Yeah. So sort of it part. reminded me a lot of the shiwi. Yeah, yeah. The... But that's I mean that's actually something that's usable. I don't know. If I've ever chatted to someone who's used one, 
Would you like a guest into the episode? Because I reckon I could pull this one off in about 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> maybe save it for next time. I'm not sure. Catherine may have used a Shiwi, but I know her sister's got one. Right. Well, Would you share a Shiwi? Or was that gross? I thought they were disposable. Nah, man. They're reusable. Probably not. I mean, I've had somebody comment once when I've been driving and I need a piss... And I don't want to stop. And they said, well, just piss into your water bottle. And I'm like, yeah, but you ain't going to use that. Like, it's a reusable water bottle, like a sports. <laughs> like, you're not going to piss in that. Oh, we'll just we'll wash it. And I'm like, no. Well, Once you, that's been pissed in, that's gone. That's binned. You, there's no amount of sterilization that can bring that back. I reckon that would taste, it would taste, like if it was in there for a few hours, it'd that taste in, ain't. It'd be in your mind, man. It, the taste ain't, it's going to be there forever. That piss taste every time you have some. Ooh, nah. I don't think I'd piss in my drink bottle. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, it was fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's not good. I'm all for the piss bottle, though, like the Canadian piss bottle. The truckies. Nah. Just piff it out the window. Bottle full of piss. Just get rid of it, man. You don't need to save it. That's terrible. No, I wouldn't say save it. Piff it out the window. This this is why the planet's in trouble. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. I'm ta- I'm ta- like, you want to get rid of the piss. I don't want to stop while I'm driving. I just want to... It would be good to be able to piss while I'm driving, just so I don't have to stop, get it out the window. But I do have a problem with chucking the bottle out yeah, the window. Yeah, so you wouldn't normally just chuck a bottle Unless you could get a biodegradable cardboard bottle. Just stop and take a piss. Like, just stop and take yeah. a piss. Seriously. I mean, that's the option I've gone with. I'm just saying, if there was another option, maybe there's an idea for an invention. A cardboard piss bottle, so you don't have to worry about piffing it out the window. You know it's going to... Right, so it's almost the same category as like the little disposable uh, spew bags. Yeah, like... It's just there for an emergency. You know, actually you could make it that it would only last for a couple of days with piss in it before it breaks down. The the piss would break it down. Yeah. So it's fully biodegradable, shouldn't have a problem with chucking it off in the bush. You know, that's a great idea. ABC still have that show, The New Inventors? Well, the problem is I need to figure out how to actually make it. You go on the shark tank. <laughs> I've got this idea, right? If somebody else has to figure out how to fucking make it, but I've got the idea. You'd pretty much do it the same as like a popper or something, couldn't you? They're, they're obviously like liquid. Yeah, I don't think they'd break down that quick though. Half, half, halfway from the well, I mean, you could use a popper though. You could just pop the that little four lid and just stick that tiny bit over your, over your, your penis eye and in you At, go. What, what percentage do you reckon gets in the container what percentage just gets on 10 percent 10 percent at the most gets in the container the rest of it's probably in your fucking eye start squirting out the sides like high pressure when you're trying to hold a fucking hand over a hose yeah. it felt like we had a pretty a pretty sophisticated episode going until we got to this section <laughs> high pressure piss hose we had like really uh useful legal advice for people Oh, this is pretty useful advice. Don't try and use a popper for a piss bu- a piss jug. <laughs> Who are the maniacs out there trying this? But this came from your mind. <laughs> oh, it's not actually helping anyone. My mind's a fucking dark and weird place. <laughs> oh, well, you blame it on the fatigue, hey? Yeah, I'm not even that fatigued. I'm just—I don't know why I'm yawning. I'm not even that tired. It's weird. Uh, look, it probably is getting close to your bedtime. Oh, no, it's not. I had a fucking big day yesterday, though. Talking mm. about bedtimes. So I started work at uh, nine in the morning, like driving. Sure. I didn't get home till 9.30 at night. 
And yeah, I didn't even have any dinner. Came home, I was like, I'm going to bed. As soon as I walked through the door, went straight to fucking bed. Okay, I don't blame you, man. Solid 12-hour day like that. And uh, yeah, slept. First time I've slept through the night and not st- woken up for a piss in, I reckon, five years. <laughs> it was mental. Jeez. Good deal. Yeah, I've oh, fucking, you know what? That's one thing I hate about my life at the moment. I can't go through the night without having to wake up for a piss. Yeah, man, it's just getting old. It's fucked up. And it's gotten to the point now where if I'm staying somewhere at a hotel or an Airbnb, mm. I have to make sure my room is either the room with the ensuite or <laughs> so close to the toilet. Because if you're too far away, by the time you get to have a piss and get back to the bedroom, you're fully awake. Right, so you so. need to be like within <laughs> within you know half sleepwalking distance to piss and get back to bed so you can get back to sleep. So it's a proper logistical challenge for you now. Yeah, like I'm fully like... Even like the Airbnb we stayed in down in Melbourne, mm. uh, down at Phil Pond, it pissed me off that you had to walk through the whole bathroom to get to the toilet. So the toilet being closer to the door of the back of the, because it was just that oh, it's almost far enough away that it's gonna fucking wake me up and I can't get fully back to sleep. Would it would it be too gross to start using like a piss in the sink bedpan? Piss in the sink. <laughs> no, I have a dedicated uh, bed, a bedpan. Bedpan. Well, that's fucking gross because you're just sleeping with your pan full of piss in it. The ones they have at the hospital where it's just like a, a bottle. Have you ever tried to lay down and piss in one of them? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe. I remember. I remember having an operation. No, I can't remember what the operation was for. Where it was my hands. You have to kind of roll over well, to the side, right? I, I woke up from surgery yeah. and I was hanging for a piss. Like, absolutely. Sure. And I was still fucking not with it. So I couldn't get out of They wouldn't let me get out of bed. It was my hands. It was both, it was when I had hand surgery. Yeah. So was that actually up at Barrel? No, nah, it was in Wollongong. Oh, the right. Afterwards, right. So I woke up and I'm like, I really need a piss. And they're like, we can't let you get out of bed and go to the toilet. So we got this bedpan and I'm like, I've got both hands. Surgery done on both hands. Like, they're no good to me. So the nurse is just like, sticks a hand in, grabs hold of me junk, tries to aim it in the bedpan while I'm laying on my back. And I'm just like, yeah, this ain't going to work because this ain't normal. Like having right, a woman so hold my cock while I take a piss. So it's kind of stage fright effect. Well, she goes, oh, okay. She went to pull it away and I'm like, nah, fuck it. Just grab it. I'm going to piss my pants. Just do it. And I ended up doing it. It was kind of weird. But it's very fucking awkward to lay on your back and piss in a bedpan. Well, I think there'd just be that natural instinct that that's not a time to be pissing, right? Yeah. Well, You're not in the right position. That's right. But I'm just laying in bed. I don't know, man. See, that's what I'm imagining. If you just rolled on your side, that would have made things a hell of a lot easier. Why don't they just have a hole, just a small enough hole in the bed in the mattress that your junk can fit through, like a plastic tube. Or go face down. So you just roll onto, roll onto your belly and just piss down the hole and then roll back over well, again. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the, next, the next step is they pop in the old uh, catheter. catheter. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. You want to avoid that if you can. It's not happening with me, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Jeez, that just just talking about that makes makes your eyes water. Man, yeah, hard pass. Yep. Would you have an enema? If there was a benefit to it, I mean, this is not just for fun and giggles. I mean, it's it's like the shit version of your of a catheter, isn't it? No, enema is just about cleaning it out. Right, we're still taking a tube up your fucking butthole. Not necessarily. Like, 
Like you can get just like a little one that just gives it a quick flush out. Lovely. Fuck yeah, like, this is gone. Like a- this is gone. Mega downhill. <laughs> Talking about dude, I could just I could just chop the last fifteen minutes. It's fine. Bang. Chop it with your shit knife. Because you're getting ready to talk about some more of this dirty shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sit here all night talking about this shit because oh, it's fucking hilarious. No, I'm calling it. <laughs> Podcast is over because I've started talking about taking a dump in a tube. Here's your parting thought. Imagine having to take a dump in space. I mean, it's effectively the same thing. You do you back up into a tube and it sucks your shit out your ass, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You don't have gravity helping you out, so you've got to have some suction. Suck that shit out. <laughs> Literally. Right, there's some little engineer who invented the little space I mean, would you be proud toilet? of it? Oh, I'm the guy that invented the to- the thing that sucks uh, the shit out of an astronaut's I arsehole. I don't think you'd lead with that. I think you'd say, oh, I, I design equipment. Wasn't this a gag on fucking Big Bang Theory? I don't know. It's like, I, I designed something on the International Space Station. You know, in the bar trying to pick up, I don't know, nerd chicks. <laughs> Leave it at that. You don't have to tell them it's the toilet yeah but you'd be like what <laughs> the, the thing that you slot your slot your junk into probably to has take like a, a re- really technical name like you know vacuum evacuation um process i mean we're on the subject now so i'm just gonna ask the question <sighs> we've spoken you've spoken in length before about the old bubbler the todd carney special oh, again who, who does something anyway, yeah i mean it's obviously going to be a lot easier for you to do it in space yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd just be an un- unconstrained, uncontrolled stream. So when's it going to be the first time that somebody, somebody's done a, a space bubbler? Uh, what makes you think it hasn't happened? Gross. You'd probably get a little bit bored up there. So does that mean... that mean, <laughs> You're that bored you start pissing in your own mouth? <laughs> no. Well, I wonder if somebody's whacked off in space and to see what happens with a jizz when it comes out. Has anyone even had like sex in space? No. Well, I don't know, but I'm sure. Surely, an astronaut's whacked off at the at the uh, in the International Space yeah, Station. Yeah, because they're up there for like six months. Yeah, and you'd have to do something. <laughs> Space jerkers. <laughs> Did you see that um, astronaut that apparently committed the first crime from space? What was the crime? I didn't read it. I saw the headlines again. I was like, this isn't going to be as impressive as the headlines. I think she was estranged from her wife and she like moved money from her account into her own. While she was in space? Yeah. And it was, it was weird because obviously that's not, you know, it's an easy crime sort of track. Like there's a paper trail to it. Yep. Was, was the rationale. I'm in space. There's no law in space. What can they do? Well, it's like international when you go into international waters. Yeah, exactly. That's, I had exactly the same thought. I but mean, th- that's a lot of I don't think it bullshit. actually works out. No, well, I don't <laughs> think you can go into international waters, slap someone about a bit, and then it's it's legal because it's... I think what happens is the question of jurisdiction becomes complicated because if you're not within the territorial waters of a particular country, like what laws would that person be prosecuted under? Well, I mean, that's probably my, what my defense would be if I ever got convicted of a crime from space i'd be like Man, I, I wasn't even over this country I wasn't. maybe the trick is you just never come home 
Just stay in space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good argument, though. You, you could be like the other side of the world to America. You're like, well, mate, what's the other side of the world? It's like the perfect alibi. <laughs> well, no, it's not the perfect alibi. It's just like, well, you know, what jurisdiction do you have in China? None. Well, I was over China at the time, so... I'm sure there must be some space lawyer that... Space lawyer. Those... There's a business you should start up. <laughs> get a... Space law. Get ahead of the curve on that one. What would you call yourself if you were a space lawyer? Like... You got NASA's the space agency, would you? An astro litigator. I don't know, man. They must have some rules. What do you do? Do the same thing as most of the other lawyers? It's until you get a settlement, it's free. Oh, no, no window pay. <laughs> no window pay for your space. <laughs> Lionel Hutz in space. Oh, it'd be funny. Better call Space Soul. <laughs> Fucking hell. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I assume that when she comes home, they're just going to have her please explain. It'll be funny if they have the police like waiting for her and arrest her like, straight, straight out of the capsule. Straight off the... <laughs> well, I don't know if they use capsules or what the fuck they're using these days. Is it capsules? Yeah, they back to the back to the shuttles that land again. There ain't no shuttles, man. Shuttles, they's done. They, oh, mate, they were the bomb. I don't know why they stopped using them they, apart from... They come down in the Russian uh, Soyuz capsules. So they don't, they're not reusable. It's bullshit. Uh, I'm not sure. They might retrofit them a bit, but the problem is they've got to sit on top of a rocket, which is essentially I've watched, one use. I watched um, but you've got the um SpaceX ones that reland. Yeah, the I, was, well, I watched the, them the other day. They were, I don't know what it was. It was on YouTube. It was a live feed, and they were taken off to do something yep. or other, and it was pretty fucking cool, man. Because I think they've actually used the Dragon capsule, the SpaceX one, to deliver supplies. Yeah. But they got the rockets to just land back down. Yeah, it's, it's incredible to watch. Mental. Um, it's apparently like 10 times harder than actually just launching a rocket. Getting it to land like that is just... And it seemed like it was on point, no problems. It was just... Yeah, shattered yeah, I mean, the core philosophy that Musk has about space travel is it, it's so expensive because, you know, one-use rockets, Yeah, you're only setting them up every so often. But if you're firing off rockets all the time and they're cheap, then all of a sudden you're starting to unlock space exploration because cost isn't a factor anymore. That's right, yeah. You start putting more stuff up there. That's that's the theory. Well, anyway. he's putting more stuff up there, like cars. Yeah, apparently that car's done its first solar orbit. It's gone all the way around the sun. That's mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my opinion... Is it running a charge yet? <laughs> <laughs> my, my opinion on Musk's changed a fair bit, like... He's, yeah, a bit of an oddball. Oh, people like that always are. They're always going to be a little bit eccentric and... Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. But, yeah, how much faith do you put in someone who's a bit screwy? I mean, Howard Hughes, he was a bit of a nut job, but yeah. look, look what he did. I guess that's, you know, the luxury of history can look back and judge their judge their works and Mo- most Most great people that have done something very influential in the world have always been a bit fucking mental like look at Winston Churchill here's a good one Winston Mm. Churchill used to get up in the morning have a scotch and a champagne with his breakfast he'd drink all fucking day he'd have to have a nap in the afternoons very eccentric type of person but you know got the job done killed it (laughs) killed it and all the Nazis oh gosh so yeah there's a wide range of topics once again Yep. <laughs> expecting nothing else. It'd be too bad if we ever tried to like lock this podcast down to like a single theme. 
yeah, I, I, I at don't that know point, what, I don't know what would happen. Yeah, but we'd finished. We'd like we'd talk about it three or four times, and then we'd have nothing else to talk about. We'd have to go and do some of that actual real work and do some research. Yeah, no, this this is better. Hard part. Free, freestyling it. We're freestyling it. <laughs> All right then, let's let's put this one to bed. No worries. Fucking peace out. No more catheters. Oh, 